Fret Mill Music Company is proud to be part of the music community by bringing you Appalachian Vibes, a show challenging the expectations and highlighting the diversity of music created in the Appalachian region. I'm your host, Amanda Baki. This week on Appalachian Vibes, we have the Seattle-born Americana jazz washboard grunge goddess Megan Jean from Megan Jean and the KFB, Franklin County's music historian and Appalachian folk musician Colby Helms, and the creator of Tiny Desk and All Songs Considered on NPR, Bob Boylan and his bandmate, a classical guitar wizard, Ted Zook, and their experimental ensemble, Phantoplane. My first guest is Megan Jean from Megan Jean and the KFB. I am Spanish and Polish and then good old fashioned American slurry of, mutt. you know, like I, yeah, much exactly Irish, you know, English, um, German, that whole, you know, um, westward expansion crowd. Growing up in Seattle, I saw exactly, I missed grunge. So Kurt Cobain, you know, died when I was like, in fourth grade or something. And, um, so, and then I got really into Nirvana and and they've been one of my favorite bands for life. I actually just pulled out two of the OG t-shirts that I had from being 10 years old that had the, you know, the corporate rock whores one that says kitty pet and flower sniffing. I have that one. You can't get it anymore because it says whores on the back. (laughs) And you just did, you just did a whole Nirvana like jazz album. Yeah, we did. We haven't released it yet because COVID sort of complicated that, but it's, um, it's called lounge act. It's a very simple little jazz album. Um, we haven't released it yet, but um, we, I just got really into arranging Nirvana songs as lounge jazz because uh, I miss my calling as a, as a lounge jazz singer, like piano bar, you know, person. And um, I, one of the things about Nirvana is, is I don't think people realize how profound the lyrics are and how beautiful the mem- the melodies are. Yeah. And so those get lost with the screaming. And I know a lot of women who don't really get into Nirvana because of the screaming and the sort of like masculine angst. And they, they miss that like Kurt Cobain was this, um, just incredible feminist and really loved women. Um, and had this deep and profound respect for female intellect. And that's just so clear in his work and his writings that he actually thought the, the female of the species was, you know, is more um, thoughtful and that he identified more as a, a seahorse. That is, of course, the male who carries the, the children. And he had sort of like a fixation on seahorses for that fact. Is broke. I have 
did a hard pivot because of COVID like everybody else. You don't say. Yeah, and kind of like, you know, getting to know yourself when you're not a touring, performing musician. We've been doing that since, like, pretty much full-time since 2010, so it was like, okay, like, who am I when I'm not, you know, always so tired and, (laughs) you know, up till 4 a.m. and you know, living out of rest stops and sleeping on couches and all that stuff. It's, it's, we also had to learn how to live together again. So we're married and we hadn't been domestic partners. We've been touring, you know, uh, we hadn't really been domestic partners for like 10 years. And then you get into an apartment during COVID and you're just like, oh, you're the love of my life. I spent all this time in cars with you, but I don't like the way you do dishes at all. Not at all. <laughs> You know, so it's been, there's been this little adjustment period, but it's been the most prolific songwriting period of my life. So I kind of just got to, you know, go with, with that, like, whoa, I'll, I just have the contemplation time. You realize as an artist, that's so important. Just have that wide open time to think. And then you sit down and it all just comes out. Playground Queen is about that part in children's lives before they're gendered and before they have that self-awareness, before they realize that people can look at them and judge them from the outside. And there's an age that it's about seven years old or so that um, that kids start to realize, oh, I do things and other people look at them and judge them and I don't want to be judged. But before that, they're just like these wild artists, like little kids are just artists, bebop and jazz all the time, you know? And so that, that song is about basically a mother telling her daughter, some fictional mother that I wish that I had, because for me to survive, I had to learn how to be my own mother. I had to raise myself. That was this, that was a particular uh, recovery um, for, for me. And so I have to be nice to myself and I have to give myself pep talks. And, you know, when people come up to me and say, you know, I, Hey, Megan Jean, I think you're a real bitch. I have to go, you know, I love myself and I'm sorry that you feel that way, but I'm not going to own any single part of that. And I feel like this fictional mother was telling me, daughter, don't you be like me which is don't start judging yourself. Are you gonna be the playground queen? Playing poly and cause they don't believe that you lifted up your skirts for the boys to see now. Daughter, look a lot like me. Daughter, don't you be like, like me. Daughter, look a lot like me. Blowing off school, gonna break all the rules. Little daughter, look a lot alike. 
This episode of Appalachian Vibes is also brought to you by Lawrence C. Musgrove Associates Incorporated, providing quality and trusted administrative services for pension, annuity, health, and welfare plans since 1977. Our team of experienced professionals delivers customized solutions to meet the requirements of your benefit plan. Call us at 1-800-552-6972. Labor Day weekend, the first annual Appalachian Vibes Music Festival sponsored by Fret Mill Music Company, DMP, and Spot on Point of Sale takes place at Mountain Valley Brewing in Axton, Virginia. Featuring local regional bands, camping, food trucks, and merchant vendors. Make your plans now and buy your tickets early at AppalachianVibes.net. You're listening to Appalachian Vibes on WFIR. I'm your host, Amanda Baki. If you're just joining me, my guest is Americana artist Megan Jean from Megan Jean and the KFB. She's also one of the artists performing at the Appalachian Vibes Music Festival over Labor Day weekend in Axton, Virginia. What is These Bones about? Um, Yeah, that's definitely about my mom not loving me for sure. I think like a lot of my songs are about my mom not loving me, like mommy issues all over the place. But yeah, it's just about being cast out, being, you know, sort of reviled and kind of being like, you know, I'm, there's no home to go to. There's the, there's a word for that, like a nostalgia for a place that never existed. That's kind of how I feel about going home. I say with, with you know, uh, why I don't go back to Washington is like, well, I ran afoul of a bog witch there at birth and I just try to stay away. But yeah, it's 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 tough, you know, like it's it's definitely like, well, you got to learn to love yourself no matter what. It's, it's, um, you're the only one you got really. If you don't love yourself, then there's nothing else that you can do. So that's been my struggle since for the past 20 years is just forcing myself to, to, to practice radical self-love and, and radical self-empathy too. Like when we're like ourself, you know, like just forgiving yourself for, for, for the, when you do screw up or when you are human, when you- that's these bones is just about like, where do you go when there's nowhere, you know, you just have to find a way to, um, you just have to find a way to be. And then when people tell you, you know, you're going to go to hell for that, you're like, cool, I'll send you a postcard when I'll get there. You know, Well, it's so. funny because you mentioned some biblical references throughout the song about Eve. Yeah. And I got this idea that what everyone wanted Eve to be and what she was were not congruent. And no. Uh, and in fact, the scripture is very clear. Like, where was Adam when Eve was being tempted? Scripture is very clear that he was standing right next to her. Because because Satan didn't t- tempt Eve. It's a mistranslation. Adam's hunger tempted Eve. These bones, these bones, so far from home. Mister, can you tell me the reason why I roam? These bones, these bones. Can you tell me 
these bones, these bones, so far from home. Mister, can you tell me the reason why I roam these bones, these bones, so far from home? Mister, can you tell me will I be buried alone? And I'll send you postcards, postcards from the afterlife. And I'll send them postcards, postcards from hell. Every Saturday, Fretmill Music Company features a different guitar of the week from our store. It will be 10% off for that week only, so come and get it before it's gone. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram to be in the know regarding all our specials. Fretmill Music Company is located in downtown Roanoke at 21 Salem Avenue Southeast. Give them a call at 540-982-6686. You're listening to Appalachian Vibes on WFIR, or perhaps one of our podcasting platforms. I'm your host, Amanda Baki. My next guest is Colby Helms from Franklin County, Virginia. My name is Colby Helms. Uh, I play, I would call it uh, traditional and contemporary Appalachian music, I guess, and uh, really country music is what it is, real country music. What is fake country music? Basically, fake country music is country music that is, uh, it doesn't come from the heart. It comes from Nashville, and it comes out of a, you know, a, a studio where about 16 songwriters sit down and and pick out melodies and pick out words and see if they can fit them together like a puzzle piece and see which one will make them the most money. It's literally like the lottery. They literally put them together in several combinations, and eventually, one of them will be a hit, um... So that's kind of interesting how they do. I mean, it's. I mean, I guess you have to have talent to do it, but it's not the same as, you know, Jimmy Rogers, you know, belting out a yodel or something. This is a song I wrote back uh back last September. It was the first day of dove season, and me and my buddy were supposed to go dove hunting, and uh, he went with somebody else, and they killed uh their limit on birds, and uh, I went by myself, and uh, I killed zero. <laughs> so, um. In the in the field, uh, I was sitting there. It's blistering hot. If you can imagine this, it's in Callaway, Virginia. It's blistering hot. Sun's belting down, and I'm pissed off because my buddy went with somebody else. I know they're killing doves in the place I was at. There was none there, and so I figured, you know, what better thing to do than sit down and write a song about it. And uh, so I wrote a song about it. And this is called uh, it's called the Dove Song. Southwest Virginia, there's a few good old boys that keep that tradition. Six pack and a 12 gauge, we'll see them sitting, waiting on doves to fly by. Well, it's hotter than hell, no place to sit down. Starts at noon and there's no doves around. And most boys go out 
And they act like clowns But Lord, I was persistent And my daddy would take me when I was a boy And I held my ears cause I hated the noise I'd go get his dove, sometimes they weren't dead And I'd cry to myself when he'd wring their neck Daddy is gone, I hunt these old cornfields all by my home His old Remington I hold in my hand to prove to myself that I am a man told me way out in the pasture said the migratory birds lord they fly so much faster the more local doves just sit and get fatter waiting on that power line and it reminds me of how some folks go through life just sitting and waiting on love to pass by and other boys go out and they try to fly but they always get shot down Virginia, there's a good old boy that needs some more ammunition. My father was a really uh, unique man. His name was Steve Helms, and uh, he was from Franklin County, Virginia. And he was a handyman his whole life. Well, actually, he was a civil engineer at first, and then he, you know, decided to become a handyman. And uh, he, you know, worked every day that he was alive, pretty much providing for me and my mom, and, you know, he built the house that we live in, and he was a really great guy. Well, when I was about 12 years old, he was diagnosed with uh, bone cancer, uh, you know, just random, and, uh, you know, it eventually, about a year went by, and after that, he, he had passed away about in about a year, and uh, he was a really big uh, influence on me because he was just a really great man. Uh, he loved old-time music, and he... He taught me a lot about life and doing your best and all that. So I kind of really, a lot of my songs are influenced by him. Uh, a lot of things I do in general are influenced by him. So that song uh, definitely has a little bit of truth in it when I'm talking about his old Remington I hold in my hands. That's really, literally his shotgun. Uh, me and him used to go dove hunt, like I said. Uh, and I'm 18 now. I got I to gotta do things on my own now. And, uh, you know, when my dad passed when I was 12, I kind of had to step up to the plate pretty quick because, you know, it's just me and my mother. And my mother had never lived by herself in her whole life. You know, she's always lived with her parents. And uh, then she moved in with my dad. And, uh, you know, I've tried to be the best son that I can to her. And, you know, I guess that's really songwriting material right there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my dad was a big inspiration and still is, really. So how old were you when you started playing guitar? 
I was actually 12. Uh, actually, after my dad passed away is really when I took it up because I was pretty upset, obviously, and I wanted a hobby that I could just do all the time. So I got a guitar and I started taking, you know, guitar lessons. And I took guitar lessons for, you know, a little while until I realized, well, shoot, you know, I've been singing all my life. I've been singing in the church since I was, you know, before I could walk, basically. And, uh, I realized, well, shoot, I can do this on my own. I don't need to be taking lessons. I can, you know, teach myself. So I quit taking lessons because my mom could barely afford it. And I just started uh, listening to recordings and trying to copy it until I, you know, got good enough to where I knew what was going on. And that's kind of kind of how it should be done, honestly. You know, a lot of people talk about uh, tabs and and reading music, and a lot of people talk about taking lessons and learning this, but if you want to do it, you're going to have to do it yourself is what I've learned. You know, that's like a, another old saying my dad used to say, if you want it right, you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. This is a song that I, you know, kind of wrote when I, I broke up with my ex-girlfriend. It's called uh, Smoking Flames, and uh, hope you all enjoy it. Hearts like glass is something we all have to do But in the end it comes back to bite Cause glass, it ain't sharp Until you bust it up And after that it's sharper than a knife My buddy, he once told me That I was a fool For leaving something that I know so well And though I didn't know it My conscience wouldn't show it I cast myself into living hell And you said I'd be flying And you'd be down there crying And I'd be on top of the world never coming down But it only took a while Before you got back your smile Meanwhile my plane has crashed and hit the ground Well I shouldn't have played games When I mess with smoke and flames Even though we get burned in the end Well I should have worn gloves When I gave up on your love Cause I got burned and there's nothing left to mend left men Well I sang in the church just to do the good Lord's work but my hair was too long for that congregation But that's just Baptist for you Shake your hand and then ignore you Will I cut my hair? Can I go to heaven now? Well, chances they will come And chances they will go But the chances I should take Well, only the good Lord knows My garden's dug and planted But nothing seems to grow 
Cause the sun don't shine down in this holler Well I shouldn't have played games When I mess with smoke and flames Even though we get burned in the end Well I should have worn gloves When I gave up on your love Well I got burned and there's nothing left of me left a man Well if I could only tell you how much that I love you you'd probably tell me to get down and pray but when my daddy was dying And I ran in the woods crying Well, the Lord didn't have too much to say Well, I shouldn't have played games When I mess with smoke and flames Even though we get burned in the end Well, I should have worn gloves When I gave up on your love Well, I got burned and there's nothing left to mend Left a man Well, I shouldn't have played games When I mess with smoke and flames Even though we get burned in the end And I should have worn gloves When I gave up on your love Cause I got burned and there's nothing left to mend Yeah, I got burned and there's nothing left to mend Not everything works out in the end is kind of the kind of the theme of that song. You know, I messed with smoke and flames even though I knew I'd get burned in the end. You know, all good things must come to an end and that's kind of what that song's about. Fretmill Music Company is now open seven days a week to cater to all of your musical needs. Our hours are Monday through Friday, 10 to 5, and 11 to 4, Saturdays and Sundays. Fretmill Music Company is excited to offer you Strung Out Sundays. Every Sunday from 11 to 4, receive one free restring with your purchase of a set of strings. Fretmill Music Company is located in downtown Roanoke at 21 Salem Avenue Southeast. Give them a call at 540-982-6686. You're listening to Appalachian Vibes on WFIR. I'm your host, Amanda Bakke. If you're just joining me, my guest is Franklin County, Virginia, Appalachian folk musician, Colby Helms. The county where I'm from, it's Franklin County, Virginia. It's known as the moonshine capital of the world. And, uh, you know, several years back, they made a movie about it called Lawless, and it's supposed to tell the story of these three Bonner boys uh, who are from Snow Creek, which is on the southeast part of the county, down in tobacco country. Um, and they made liquor, and, you know, eventually the whole conspiracy happened, and they ended up getting shot. Um, but the movie Lawless is completely inaccurate, completely inaccurate, and I was tired of people, when I would go out of town and I would tell them where I'm from, they'd say, oh, that's where the movie Lawless is about, that's so cool, 
and I have to explain them that the, that movie is, you know, it's Hollywood. They're going to make it completely different than it actually was. Uh, I would explain what actually happened, but the song, you know, it, it pretty much explains it. Basically, these three boys were uh, making liquor, and the Commonwealth Attorney of Franklin County, you know, back then, you know, a lot of things were crooked. Uh, there wasn't as much paperwork, and, you know, there wasn't online and stuff like that. You couldn't be tracked as easily, so people could get away with a lot more crooked stuff than they can now, or at least they can get away with it in a different way. <laughs> well, this man would charge these uh, moonshiners all around the county to let them go forth and sell and export and import without having any trouble by the police. Um, and they had always done that. It was just kind of like a, you know, I don't rat you out, you don't rat me out thing. Uh, they had always done it for free. Well, eventually in the 1920s, uh, this Commonwealth attorney, he said, well, I'm going to start charging y'all to run liquor and charging y'all to import and export. Well, most everybody was like, oh, we don't want to mess with the law, so we're just going to go ahead and, you know, pay the monthly fine or whatever. We can just go about our business. Well, the Bonner boys, they were one of the biggest uh, exporters of liquor in the county. And basically, they told him, uh, go screw yourself, man. We've been doing it like this for years. We're not going to change the way we did it. Well, <clears throat> he said, well, you know, we're, we'll bust you then. Well, then this is how the Bonner boys, this is how things got sticky. This is how the whole moonshine conspiracy thing happened. Things get sticky when he says, well, okay, well, we'll just go to the FBI and, you know, expose you for, I don't know what you call it, racketeering or whatever when you, you know, conspiracy or, or whatever. And so basically they were like, oh, well, af everything after that is hearsay, but I'll tell you the hearsay. Hearsay, basically, they wanted to make it look like the Bonner boys were shooting at police so they could basically gun them down and pff, problem dealt with. The only problem was they did, the guy, the deputy that was on duty, didn't kill him when they shot him. Uh, the, the Bonner boys were shot at Maggotty Creek in Boone's Mill, not far from where I live, just probably four miles uh, they shot him down in the road. They had a roadblock, and they stopped. And they had liquor on their, you know, they knew that they were that caravan was coming. They shot him, and but they survived the shooting. And after that, a bunch of people went to jail. But the Commonwealth Attorney didn't go to jail. But a lot of people went to jail. A lot of people got fined. It was pretty crooked. Even the court was crooked, I think. And that's why, obviously, he didn't go to jail. If he did go to jail, it wasn't for long. It was like, you know, he got a slap on the wrist. But this is a song I wrote about it, kind of clearing things up. It's called Hicks Holy Water. Well, down in Snow Creek on Turkey Cock Mountain, three brothers made a whiskey each day. It sure beat hauling knee deep in tobacco, hoeing that corn and chopping that hay. Whiskey was flowing like a Hicks holy water from a clear mountain stream. They'd haul it at night and block out the smoke, more liquor than you've ever seen. Well, Carter Lee was a Rocky Mount man. His pockets, they were lined with cash. He wanted the dough from the moonshiners to let their convoys roll past. And up to Roanoke, where them rich folks do coke, they'd ship out that old moon shine to New York City, where they pay a pretty penny for liquor that makes them feel fine. 
the men were dying and the church was lying and the children were crying because their daddies were dead and the people were praying and the congregation saying well don't let that liquor boys go to your head Well, the sheriff came round to the south side of town to talk them boys into paying. But the bonderant boys, they spit in the dirt because they knew just what they were saying. And old Deputy Beckett with death in his eyes says, I'll give you one more chance. If you don't pay on the next go round, you've danced your last dance. And the men were dying and the church was lying The women were crying cause their husbands were dead And the people were praying but the congregation saying Well don't let that liquor boys go to your head It was on a winter's day, they were making a run They were roaring towards old Windy Gap And as they passed by Maggotty Creek There was a car that was stopped on the pass And before they could jump, they were laying there slumped In that bloody snow-covered street Old Deputy Rex had drew a six-gun Knocked them off their feet and the men were dying and the church was lying The children were crying cause their daddies were dead And the people were praying and the congregation saying Well don't let that liquor go to your head If you ever travel down old 220, the folks say things have changed. There's houses and stores and traffic galore, and nothing quite seems the same. If you hit it just right on a cold winter's night, your nerves might start to settle. Cause that mash is churning, that old wood fire's burning. They put used to that old copper kettle. Do you have a stringed instrument just collecting dust in the corner of your room? Fretmill Music Company also does consignments. Bring your gear in today and let us sell it for you. Fretmill Music Company is located in downtown Roanoke at 21 Salem Avenue Southeast. Give them a call at 540-982-6686. You are listening to Appalachian Vibes on WFIR. I'm your host, Amanda Baki. My next guest is the creator of Tiny Desk Concert Series and All Songs Considered on NPR, Bob Boylan, and his bandmate, the classical guitar wizard, Ted Zook's experimental improv ensemble, Phantoplane. I'm Bob Boylan, 
And uh, so I play electronics. I've been an electronic musician since I bought an Arp Odyssey back in uh, 1978-ish. So can you guys just describe to me the, the style of music that you're performing, or if you can give us an artistic go for definition. It, yeah, <laughs> of, of <laughs> what it is that's funny. happening. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bob. <laughs> I hear been- I hear a lot of moving drones, and um, I'm wondering if anybody considers a theme ahead of time. It almost seems um, it's very meditative. I, I would say meditative. Um, there's no caucusing beforehand. Um, often I'll start the uh, uh, proceedings with a drone, and I, uh, the bass cello is a great instrument for drones and it just goes where it goes uh people uh you've probably heard the term that uh talking about music's like dancing about architecture so i think that sort of applies here it's it's very really for me at least impossible to verbalize at the same time i'm going to say that the music we make is a conversation oh yeah Right. So, yes, it's not in English and it's not in any uh, language you would speak. But but for sure, when you start that drone immediately for me, I start to think, OK, uh, what can I talk about, too? What can I add to this conversation? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Jerry Busher or somebody will start playing. You'll start hearing some percussion and rhythm and we all think about how to react to it. And then somebody adds something else. And uh, if you didn't mention it, uh, well, I think Ted did, which is that every time we perform as Fanoplane or whatever project that we are doing, there's different members of the band. So there's, you know, it's like you hear different opinions, we'll call them, uh, in, mm. in this musical mix. And, uh, and that inspires us to do something different every time. It's wonderful.
Where does the heart of improvisation come from for you? The other players. I, I, uh, I just, and, and this, I'm a, an untrained musician, self-taught. Uh, and um, when Tiny Desk Unit started, uh, Michael Barron played guitar and uh, Susan Mumford was a singer. And I had this Arp Odyssey. And what I've tried to do, because I didn't know what else to do, was try to find something that I was hearing in both Michael and Susan and play something that put those two things together. So it could be the tone of Susan's voice maybe had a high, lingering, melancholy feel, and Michael might have been playing some harmonics on the guitar, and I try to find something that would sort of glue it all together, and I do the same with improv. I just listen. I think that's part of who I am as a person who loves radio and who loves music. I like to listen. And uh, But with playing music, I'm not just listening. I'm reacting to what I'm hearing. And the synthesizer, uh, because I'm an unskilled musician, at least, I, I, or I should say, I don't have a, the craft that a good, like a classical guitar player might have. I can't do that. I've never been able to repeat notes very well or do things uh, in that way very well. But I can react and find, the synthesizer allows me to find these sounds and I can instantly just like, oh, that pitch, that kind of high thing. I know how to make one of those, but then I can add a little percussion to it with this knob and slider over here. Uh, it's it's a very freeing instrument for me. I, I did try to play guitar a bunch and I remember the guitar teacher telling my mother, which was crushing when I was about nine years old, that uh, I had no musical ability whatsoever. How did that impact you? Uh, it was devastating. I mean, it uh, obviously I stopped playing guitar. Oh. Um, I didn't do anything for a long time. When I was 15 years old, I worked at a summer camp and made $50 all after the summer was over, and I bought a classical guitar. Um, I tried to learn how to play. Uh, I took uh, classical guitar lessons in college, and I was really very not, not very good at it, plain and simple. I just couldn't. My brain and my hands just don't work well in that way together, uh, and it was sad. And um, but I always really wanted to play music, and um, one day I. Just, I was working uh, in a record store, and um, long story short, I was my friend and I were running an apartment building. It's a small building, but I didn't have to pay rent. And I just said to myself, "This is it. This is the time you quit your job." And you, I wanted, I loved electronics and synths, and I figured it's not like when you pick up a guitar, you say you've got all these people who play. You know, mm. so good that you'll never, I know I'll never get there. And it was always very discouraging. And I thought, a synthesizer, well, it's got so many different things and there's no real defining thing. And that's my instrument. And so I quit my job. I bought a synth and just started playing. In that order? Yes, in that order.
Fretmill Music Company is now open seven days a week to cater to all of your musical needs. Our hours are Monday through Friday, 10 to 5, and 11 to 4, Saturdays and Sundays. Fretmill Music Company is located in downtown Roanoke at 21 Salem Avenue Southeast. Give them a call at 540-982-6686. Wanting a new instrument? Fretmill Music Company offers trade-ins, layaways, and credit options. Fretmill Music Company is located in downtown Roanoke at 21 Salem Avenue Southeast. Give them a call at This is Appalachian Vibes on WFIR. I'm your host, Amanda Baki. If you're just tuning in, my guests are Bob Boylan and Ted Zook from the experimental improv ensemble, Fantoplane. I was remiss in not giving my name, Ted Zook. My primary instrument is nylon string guitar, uh, which I've been playing on or off since... Uh, I think it was 1958 or thereabouts. Explain your relationship to the muse to me, because it almost sounds separate from you. I might be spiritual, but I'm not particularly religious. I remember, though, at, uh, at a sermon, a uh, minister was explaining the Holy Spirit and explaining that the Holy Spirit, as earlier articulated in Hebrew scripture, was described as a wind coming through you. And that's sort of how I don't know if the muse and the Holy Spirit are the same thing or cousins or, or whatever, but uh, the muse, or I, I like to think of it as in terms of the muse coming through me and my obligation being to keep my chops up and then to stay out of the way. There was a bluegrass show on Sunday morning. It was Dick Spotswood's show, which was old-timey music that I madly loved. Dick Spotswood's show, oh, my God, what an amazing person to take, you know, the music of the 20s and 30s and 40s of country music and play them for a city kid like me. I, I <laughs> madly loved it. And I, maybe it's why I had earlier mentioned in the story that one of the things I did was picked up the guitar because I wanted to play music with my son. And when my son turned of an age where he could play an instrument, he took up the fiddle and uh, we started playing first uh, Irish music together. But for the last, um, well, for the last 16 years of my life, uh, once a month I play in a contra dance band and we play plenty of, you know, old timey music. And I love that stuff. It's complete counterpoint to my electronic music and the kind of stuff that uh, Ted and I play. I mean, I, the stuff Ted and I play, nothing repeats ever. <laughs> and in that kind of music, it's, you know, 
play the A section four times and play the B section four times, come back and play the A section four times, and people are dancing to it. Our our music is more, uh, you know, heart to head, whereas mm. that music is is heart to leg. Appalachian Vibes is brought to you by Fretmill Music Company, your premier acoustic instrument destination. You're listening to Appalachian Vibes. A big thank you to all of the featured artists this week. If you'd like to learn more about any of the artists, you can go to AppalachianVibes.net. You can also catch up on past episodes and nominate an artist there. 
Labor Day weekend, Mountain Valley Brewing is hosting the first annual Appalachian Vibes Music Festival, sponsored by Fretmill Music Company, Spot On Point of Sale, and DMP. Get your tickets at AppalachianVibes.net. <laughs>